Science. Bethany, how you been? I haven't, I haven't seen you in a decade. I'm Jesse, by the way. Hi. If you, if you forgot the decade, it's been a decade. <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah. you know, I, I, okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't recall too much of what we talked about. I definitely remember you guys. Um, so hello, it's good to see you. Yep, you good to see again. everyone. Yep, we're all. Um, um, how's how's everything been in your life? Fantastic, really good. I just got married. Just Whoa! Like that. Ooh, yeah. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, it's been cool. Uh, I didn't think it would be that different, but it is really different. It's we've been together seven years, and I was like, "Are we gonna do this?" I was like, "Do we have to do this?" It doesn't. You know, then all my bits have to change. I have yeah. to. Sure. Like, go back and do all the stuff and then he was like yes we're gonna do that I'm like okay and then sure enough like day of and day after i was like this shit feels different wow did like you have that different Matt? vibe i think so. yeah it does feel it does feel different it's like you think you can't get any closer because that's why i was like why are we ruining this it's so great like what why would we do anything to and then it actually did make it better. It was like another level of love, I guess. I don't know. Not to mm. sound cheese balls. But, sure. Uh, and he feels the same way. It's just like a, or maybe it's like a safety thing. Like, I do remember saying, well, that's it. Now it's like, you can't just break up. It's going to take, a, you mm. know, a couple months. Like, it's a thing now. If we break yeah, up. it's like a government process. To, yeah. To, yeah. You have to so, tell the government if you break up. It's insane. It is insane. Where before you just had to break it to your mom. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, all I right, still thanks. tell the, I'm not married, but I still tell the government if I'm going to go through a breakup. Good. I, call the, I just call them and just let you know them what? know. They're not doing anything else anyway. No, no. No. I just let them know. Good. I think it's good to just, you know, let them know what you're up to. Because uh-huh. they're going to find out anyway. So it's just nice to just... You know, they know, but it's nice to say, like, now I know you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. only kiss and tell to the government. That's my one rule. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. I'm sure yeah. it's a fetish for some people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, they try to get uh, they try to get their phone tapped, and then they're, yeah, like, they're, they're please, like, into it. Yeah, you know? please make me feel important enough. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Digital exhibitionism. Yeah, yeah. People are just constantly saying, like, Alexa, terrorism. Yeah. Alexa, right. how to build a bomb. Right. Yeah, right. now oh, we're all tagged. Oh, and now everybody listening to this is on a list. Sure. Right. Yeah, anyone anyone just, who's listening to this out loud. <laughs> which I assume means you, we've started the podcast. I guess. I guess. I mean, how, are the, how's the, how are the eggs doing? I mean, I don't mean yeah. that. I just mean the My little, eggs, they're fine. They're good? You got plenty left? Good, they are good. They're good. They're good. good. No, and I'm happy about eggs are cooked. Yeah. <laughs> She's done. We're done. They're, they're cooked. We're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> We're set. All right. All right. Um, well, uh, I think I kicked it off last time, so I'm going to not do that this time. Okay. So we won't include that. Okay, fine. Um, no, Matt, I mean, I mean, you could, yeah, we can, we can include some of that like as a pre-roll if you want. But, I'll uh, see how much editing I want to do. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Okay. Well, sorry. I didn't mean to kill momentum then. Oh, no, um, fine. I didn't know the deal. I thought we were right, I, can, it. I, I can start. Can I just mention something before you start? Yeah. I'm wondering why Andy didn't say hello to me. I, you guys were all talking. I didn't want to interrupt the flow. Hello. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I see you. I see you. Well, I, was, I, was, I was waiting to see if we had started the podcast. So if, you oh, know, okay. Saving Got all it. this gold of my special hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andy, it's so, a process. Are you, are you, Bethany, are you ready for Andy's golden hello? Oh, man. I mean, as long as it doesn't have any words after it saying shower, yes. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. A hello shower? I, I've never I even heard of a golden hello, so I'm excited. <laughs> right. What'd you say, Matt? A hello shower? What's uh... <laughs> yeah? Well, because gold... he said a golden hello. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, a golden hello is the opposite of an Irish goodbye. It's like where you just show up. <laughs> oh. You just fucking show up. You know? You're urinating as you walk in the door. Yep. <laughs> yep. You walk in the door pissing your pants. That's <laughs> the golden hello. <laughs> Where's the nearest plant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we've started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I'm Jesse Case. Damn it. Uh, We we don't plan it. Yep, we didn't plan it this time, and there it went. It's been 12 years. Pure Uh, hubris. mm -hmm. I'm going to go third. Andy, you go get in there. 
All right. I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jesse. <laughs> Hello, Bethany. It's been nine years. Thank you for joining us again. Absolutely. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the golden hello? I don't know. Yeah, maybe we're leaving all this in, and now it's like way too much behind the curtain. Probably all this just stays in, I think, because I'm lazy today, so. I love that you guys plan your intro without planning it, and yet it's not never been the same every time. No. <laughs> Like, are we trying to keep our egos in check? Like, I'm just, I don't understand. Yeah, there's no, po- there's no point to the order, and we should just oh. decide on one. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm fine with going last, or, like, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, we could just have the same. But it still feels egalitarian to change it up every time. It does. It does, but we've never gotten it right. Um, Which, Jesse, can I say that neither of the other guys said that, so they're just knowing now that you are going last. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just so you know, because now that you said it, if you're the one who doesn't care, I'll go after you. They can introduce the guest first. I'll go fourth. I don't care. Yeah, which we haven't. Have we actually done that officially yet? That is the voice of friend of the show, returning friend of the show, friend of ours. Although hasn't been on the show for quite some time. A lot has happened in those intervening years. We can talk about it. But it's the wonderful Bethany Dwyer. Hey, Bethany. Hi. How's Uh, it going? You've, oh, yeah, you, you've been doing stand-up, you got yourself married, you've made a horror movie, like, what, what, tell us about everything. Oh, just everything, okay, everything. so this is Everything, yeah, fill us in from, like, hour <laughs> by hour from when we last Right, exactly, you. well, when I took a breath, I blinked. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... You, you, left, you left Andy and Jesse's old house, you, you, and Bluebell right. in, in, uh, in Valley Village, and you got in your car and you drove off, and then what yep. happened next? See, I didn't even remember that it was in Valley Village, so I'm assuming I'm not going to remember what I did after that. Um, I zillowed that place last night, and it's uh, to show someone. Has it, it has it gone up in value by any chance since you were lost? Yeah, there? of course it's gone. Yeah, and uh, but he bought out the neighbors' houses too, so now it's a compound. He, he owns. Yeah, bought, it's like, unreal. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. unreal what what that place looks like now, and I'm just like, it's so weird because there's a photo of where we used to do the pod tables in the same spot but it's like a nice table that's not covered in ants you know um and it's just it's unreal eh, let's anyway see what, let's see what the actual dollar amount we get when you just look it up on redfin says 4.8 so just to bring it back to me um yes remember it was a me podcast and no i'm kidding uh but I, you guys could still talk about the house i was just joking um or i can let you know no, what's going t- on yeah, yes, no, no. About- so you've you have gotten married. Now you were telling us before we started recording that you did not love him before, but <laughs> now that you're yeah, married, I didn't you're even, in love. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really into it at all, um, or him, or what wait, he brought. Tell us about to the table. when you you met each other for the first time on your wedding day. Uh, wait. Oh, right, right. So I bought an amazing dress, had it made, and. Um, and then he saw me the first time, and he thought it was my mom. So he was really happy that it was me, because my mother <laughs> also wore white. Um, mm. Yeah, it was an interesting. interesting no, you surprise. were you were saying that it feels like it's like this extra level, which I've never been married. I'm I'm not married, so it's um, that's that's very interesting. And uh, Matt was sort of agreeing there. I wonder if that's a common. I think because yeah. because we're in the comedy world, everyone complains about marriage, so it's in, you know which is. Uh, hacky but it's interesting to hear oh but that that's also why i think you know it's an extra level because now i've got something good that i can you know bitch about on stage i can be like oh the wife and then all the guys in the audience are like yeah yeah Yeah, you are one of those comics matt you're constantly she can't get get mad enough at you to break up with you because then it's an ordeal like she yeah that's the thing yeah she's got to like every you're stuck now together legally so you can be like oh oh well, yeah, see, this this for, this thing, this burden that I've now got, and yep, blue collar comedian Matt Kirshen. I've always said yeah. that performing at construction <laughs> sites. Well, see, for us, like we, I mean, even during COVID and stuff, like we, our relationship got better during COVID. So I really thought that was like something. I was like, wow, because everyone I knew, left and right, were dropping like flies. Like all the couples are just gone not having divorced like shit was going down mm. and we were excelling like we were having so much fun we were making stuff i was making stuff like i didn't feel that thing i was telling matt about this earlier but 
Um, I didn't feel that constant nagging as comics that we do where it's more, more. I got to do more. That's not enough. I need another show. I need this. I have to write that. I have to go there. It's just like constant. And there was just this kind of wonderful, I think they call it serenity. (laughs) Um, And I felt it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then to find somebody who kind of resonates at that same level as you uh, is really telling. So to, to answer the question about marriage, um, I think that's what happens. It's like the ultimate commitment you can make. Yeah. You know, it's even beyond a dog, like getting a dog together. Cause you know, after about three years you break up, you're just going to share that dog for like a month until one of the other ones <laughs> finds somebody new. And then they're like, I don't fucking care about that dog anymore. Cause a new boyfriend has a dog uh, or whatever. Right. <laughs> sure. Four dogs. Sure. But yeah, it just, it's, it isn't about the legality of it. And I thought it was. So would you put marriage at like, um, I don't know, like a, like a chimp, like sharing a chimp or something? Because then I figure it's, it's going to be less, it'll be more difficult. You have to have a level of expertise. Yeah. Well, but the thing about chimps as well, and I don't know how this compares to marriage, but chimps do have that thing where you know, they hit a point where suddenly they go through puberty and then they start, like, wanting to rip off your balls and eyes. Wouldn't it be insane? Yeah, they're like, go, if... go for your nuts but and I your think, throat. And I that's... think you're saying, Jesse, as if it were, like, our kid. Isn't that what you're saying? No, not at all. I mean, oh, I think a kid, okay. a kid certainly ups the level for people as well because then it's really, really, like... Having a kid is like having a kid, is what you're saying. Yeah, so, having a kid is exactly like having a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but what I'm saying, people have, kids, people have kids all the time, and then they're not even married when they have them. Right, right. But I mean, I would I would still think that that is a, um, I guess I'm just talking as far as responsibility goes. Mm. Yeah, then it's a chip, because you have to change those diapers for the rest of your life. You got to do it. It would be insane if marriage did work like chimps, though, where like when you got married, it's like, you know, going in. That, that after eight years you have to stop like it it's funny that marriage is just like this is for life instead of like some other weird in-between level yeah like eight years you're like this isn't what i thought it was going to be and suddenly it's a very different thing and now we need to this marriage needs to go to uh, a, a specialist uh, sure zoo sure well this this is kind of crazily accurate if you believe in the seven-year itch because yeah just googling what age do chimps become dangerous it's eight years old so marriages yeah. we and go. chimps go feral at, at seven or eight years. So you think like a, a like if one day Matt like if Holly is like trying to just rip rip off your genitals and face, you'll know. And yeah, and if bikes. she's like if, yeah, if she's suddenly like you know smashing everything in the house and like swinging on the light fixtures and then like yeah, and then like so, goes tries to eat my face. Then so is it, when a marriage like, is okay, dissolving, is it just going feral? Like that's kind of like this marriage has gone feral. I, I, I think we might have the making of one of those sort of like yes. you know pop psychology. Women books are from now. Mars. Marriages yep. are chimpanzees. Yep, the yeah. marriage <laughs> marriages are chimps. I think that I, I think that then since we're going on our eighth year, that I get to throw some shit in his face. Yes, that's, I mean. According to the book that we're about to release together, yes, you do. And yep. uh, yes. inside Absolutely. you, inside you, there are two chimps. Is how the <laughs> book starts. Um, now, I so um, I'm curious. I I mean, I'm uh, con- congratulations. Uh, you know, however, there are a lot of things in your marriage that I uh, can't see because it would be illegal for people to, to voyeur that. Tell us about this movie, though. I want to watch that. What's going on with this horror movie? Right. So I, over COVID, I made this, this horror short. I've had this movie in my head for a really long, like four years, the whole movie. Very cool. Because I, I remember from, from when we were all hanging out in LA together, you're a big horror fan. We, we saw the Babadook together. Yes. I remember that. Yes. We were, we were Babadook buds. Yeah. Have you guys seen that talk to the hand or whatever? Not yet. Not What's, yet. I, I think I'm going tonight. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I want to see that. Me too. Um, the thing, so anyways, I I had this idea for four years in my head, this, this, you know, feature. And I just kept trying to sell the concept. I was just like, you know, I don't want to write it yet because I've written so much. I have so many scripts in my freaking computer. So I was like, I'm going to try and sell the concept before. Couldn't do it. So I was, so my husband, which is probably why I married him partly, uh, was like, just make it, just do it yourself. Like, who cares? Do a proof of concept. I'm like, you're absolutely right. 
So we made this like 14 minute short. It's really only 13, but with credits. 14 minute short, and it won uh, 14 awards. Wow. Everything oh, I put it damn. in, every festival. Very cool. Yeah. And it did really well. And then he's like, write the feature now. Now that you have this proof of concept, write the feature. And I was like, you're right. And I wrote it in four days. Wow. I've had it in my, look at this, four years, 14 minutes. Um, but yeah, I had it for four years. Caught, t- took me four days to write it. It was like a movie in my head. It just flowed out my fingers. Um, and yeah, got some really good stuff going there. I am looking, by the way, I'm going to throw this out there in case anyone is listening. If anybody knows a big A-list old dude, like 70 years old, because you know they're not making that much right now. And they're definitely not being given lead roles. So this right. is like, I mean, they're going to love this role. This guy goes from like hero to zero, a serial killer. So uh, anyways, okay. especially Mel Gibson. I would love me some Mel Gibson, but just throwing it out there. Okay. See, I've never been a fan of his acting, but I do like his views. Yes. No, same here. Yeah. I- <laughs> what about uh, Biff Whiff of I Think You Should Leave fame? Okay. Oh, yeah. Biff's Detective, around. Detective Crashmore slash Santa Claus. Yeah. Biff's around. I, uh, I got the this is so stupid because i realized immediately it's like illegal it's actually illegal because it blocks your view but i got the um the driving crooner like stickers for my car and i was like that'll be hilarious driving around nashville but then it's like you you can't everyone's trying to to make it look fake everyone's trying to make it look fake (laughs) i know and i gotta figure out how to make money on this but like i i uh yeah, but that's that's like on my car. Then I'm like, I have to take this off my car. <laughs> I can't see anything when I merge now. <laughs> yeah, oh well. Um, Bethany, what's your favorite type of horror? What's I, so here's, and I've very recently um, gotten into horror because it terrified me for years and years. Like I just couldn't do horror movies, and I'd say the last five years, I'm like all in now. So I'm getting into it as an adult. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and I'm grateful for that in a way. I'm I'm grateful for it. But like, what's your, what are what are some recommendations? Lay some recommendations on me. Yeah. Well, my I would say top five, but I'll just give you my my very favorite horror of all time. It's called The Strangers. And it's, oh yeah, the Liv Tyler. Yep. 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 And it is a horror that it's it has no gore. It's uh, mostly thriller, psychological. It's an always and, sunny crossover. Yes, right. It has um, uh, what is it, Dennis? Uh, Dennis? Yes, no, not uh, is it Dennis? Yeah, the the one is supposed to be so handsome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just it's something that stayed with me. I watched it, and for weeks, I was like, "This is golden." And yeah. so when I got inspired and in I mean I've always loved horror it's just and by the way I never thought it was something I could do I was a com you know I am a comic I was like this isn't my genre but then I realized how close comedy and horror are and I'll go back to why I like the strangers but I just want to tell you this I don't know if you know this but when you're when you get scared watching a movie and you laugh at a comic the same kind of stuff goes off in your brain so right. That's why, like, the Jordan Peels and whatnot, it makes complete sense because I don't really care if you laugh hysterically at me. As long as you have a really genuine reaction, I know I'm doing my job. And right. sometimes that might mean I get to scare you. Sometimes it means, like, oh, that's so gross kind of thing or laugh hysterical. But for comics, we really just want reaction. And hopefully it's a laugh. But I mean, you know what I mean? As long as you know they're listening and they're with you. And so I felt the same kind of feel when I was watching them in these theaters with my with my horror. I was getting the same feeling I do when I'm on stage and somebody laughs at one of my jokes. When okay. they would go oh, like that or they start talking to the movie, to the screen. I'm oh, like, yeah. this is it. I did my job. <laughs> like, It's just an amazing feeling. I really, really love it. And it's a journey and it's it's like you're manipulating in a loving way you're manipulating the way somebody feels and reacts to things and it's i don't know it's it's a it's a powerful feeling 
when you can do it through like entertainment and changing whatever somebody's vibing. They're going through a bad day. Same with laughter when they come to the club. It's like you can make them forget about everything they've been going through or everything they're dealing with. It's just, I love it. And so, kind, of, kind of against their will, too, or without their yeah. like, logical decision to do so. Like, it's uh, on some Yeah, because they don't know level. when it's coming. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I think they're both, they're also both very um, tension and rhythmic-based art forms. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to know your rhythm. You have to know your beats. It's beat-based, as opposed to just, like, this is a three-act drama. Right. You know, right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's extremely uh, build-up and release you know, for um, la- whatever, like a punchline versus a scare or I don't know. Yeah, um, like with, with Grandpa the Horror, like, because I directed it as well, obviously, that's what I mean by like being able to manipulate when somebody reacts to something. But you're absolutely right. It's the same thing when you're on stage where you feel the room and you're like, okay, I know if I pause a little longer on this, it'll hit harder. Or if I, you know, stop moving or whatever it is. Yeah. But with directing, too, you're like, how do I build as much tension as possible? So when the scare comes, it makes them jump. Yeah. And just like comedy, you can't do that in a row. You can't, like, have smash after smash after smash. Yeah, you can't just kill. For, <clears throat> right. Yeah. Like, people don't get that. They think, you know, they or they yeah. have no idea about that. Or at least you have to sort of, like, comedy. vary the way you... Yeah. You can like you know you can hit them again and again and again in a stand-up set, but you have to vary the way you're doing it. It can't Correct. be like the same kind of joke twenty times in a row because they'll Thank they'll you. get bored by it and they'll or they'll see it coming. They'll sort of you know they'll look. It'll become mundane and mundane isn't funny. Exactly, and it's the same thing with the horror. It's like if you keep doing the same tactic, they're gonna be like, oh, whatever. And although a tactic is in horror to keep giving them that, and then the next time you don't deliver what's behind the door, and then it's yeah. like in the mirror, right? So, <clears throat> this also does overlap a bit with yeah. We've we've done a couple of episodes in the past with Peter McGraw, who's the psychologist um, who wrote the hum- or co-wrote the Humor Code, and he's sort of he's got his theory as to what makes things funny and what what makes people laugh, and like their theory in the book is. Uh, was it benign violation? So the uh, his idea is that comedy comes from, or, and laughter comes from a violation, but it has to, it has to ha- be benign. So something is wrong, something is a disconnect, but it's also not so jarring that it's unpleasant. But it has to be, it has to be enough of a violation that it makes you laugh and it's not too soft. But also in, it has to be benign enough that it doesn't disgust or appall you. So it sort of laughter comes in that balance in that midpoint, and it's sort of like, oh, this is wrong, but I'm also comfortable with it to an extent. And right, I think it's... horror is the same. That the reaction you get from watching a horror film or going on a roller coaster or any of the things that where you pay to be scared is it's like, oh, this is this is triggering the parts of my brain that, that normally warn me about things to be scared of. It triggers that fight or flight. But also, I know fundamentally I'm safe. I know I'm watching. I know I'm sitting in a cinema. I'm watching a film. I know I'm strapped into a roller coaster. So I'm not actually going to slam into this wall at 60 miles an hour because it's going to turn turn at the last minute. It's going to turn out of the dive. So, uh, like, I think, yeah, I think again, like you said, they're triggering similar parts of the brain. I think that is it. It's sort of like that same kind of oh shit, but also oh cool. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I feel like it's inappropriate. But I really had a funny thing to say about that. I I think you are more than welcome to say anything inappropriate on this show. Okay, good. I feel like when you said benign violation, I just thought like word rape. Right. Oh, you guys are like, (laughs) see, I knew it. You guys are like, well, take that out. Um, (laughs) But it is. It's like kind rape because it's just with words. Right. Yeah. Again, you can take that out if you need to, guys. No, no, no. I'm kidding. Definitely right. lead it in, leave it in there. Uh, I think no, there, was, there was enough warning in advance. Good, good, because they could have muted if they wanted. Then it's their fault. It's not ours. <laughs> now, now we're getting more problematic. I think now blaming them. It's your fault, guys. It's your fault. You did this to yourself. You, um, you shouldn't have worn that. You shouldn't have worn that while you listen to the podcast. Something yeah, I'm. Uh, this is a, a pivot back to strangers, I suppose. Is something that I'm fascinated by in horror is. Instead of something scaring you, it lets you come to that conclusion. I I love it when something is there and they trust you 
to notice it. I love that misdirection mm-hmm. of like right. something's something's in the background. It's been there the whole shot. And slowly the audience comes to the realization. You know, it's not some quick panning Wait, thing. Which, There's a monster. Uh, it's there's just a guy he, there. There's a fucking guy, and he's but he's like been there the whole shot. And, which you know, also parallels terrifying. with comedy, I think, because because. <laughs> but I think that also parallels with comedy because I think some of the biggest laughs you can get are the ones where, the, you leave the audience to put a couple of the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of horrendous things repairing themselves. Yeah, there what's we going go. on? What's going on? Well, this is a story. We, Justin Frauds. Uh, sent us a bunch of stories to, uh, for this week. By the way, he also sent us a very nice note, as did a, as did a bunch of you, because we had our anniversary show. Uh, I, we read all the lovely notes that you put on the websites and the Patreon and things like that, so thank you very much. Thank you for sticking with us. We do really appreciate the, the lovely things you guys wrote to us. Absolutely. Um, yes, the used underwear is, is weird. We've, we've, we've asked to stop. Please stop sending it. No, no. Don't, I don't know what... Don't have them stop sending it, guys. Resell that shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh so God. Yeah. There's a market for that. Sure. Yeah, and it's much quicker if you don't have to break it in yourself. Right. Yeah. Um. So, um, this story from LifeScience.com says scientists observe metal repairing itself for the first time, and then it says, "Could Terminator robots be on the horizon?" Obviously. Uh, I think. Yeah. What? Who's? What? What law is that? Uh, you know, one of those sort of like, not law laws, those rules of thumb where any headline any newspaper headline with a question mark and it can be answered by the word no oh yeah it starts with a b i think but i forgot what it is i can be confusing with benford's law about oh i thought i thought this was gonna be like a kevin bacon game thing where like how how long how many moves for any headline to relate to terminator (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) right yeah any headline that ends in a question mark can be answered by the word no uh but but yeah, the um. By the scientists... way, it doesn't even have to end in a question mark. It's just usually no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. Nope. Not happening. Not true. Not not but... real. Not true. What are you trying to deflect but from? Taking a fair step back from full on reconfiguring robots to just slight cracks repairing themselves. Scientists have for the first time spotted metal healing itself after cracking, an observation that could pave the way for creation of structures and robots capable of mending themselves. But for those worrying about real-life Terminator robots, don't. The newly discovered mechanism only works on a few metals and incredibly small scales, at ah, least liquid now. metal! Prepare <laughs> 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 some self-liquid metal. Do you where, know what we need to he... do, then? We, we need to have robots with no arms, so they cannot repair themselves. Mm, robots with no rule. arms! That should be the rule, yes. <laughs> that was the that was the one thing that Asimov left off his. Like, yeah. <laughs> the fourth rule of robotics: no, no arms. arms, no arms, no funny <laughs> stuff. Just picturing yeah. Cohagen and Total Recall now falling down from the elevator. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, see, you right. at, no see you at the party. No, <laughs> yeah. no arms, no harms. That's what I say. Yeah. You it's, if you're gonna like make if every time you commit a violent murder as the hero of a film you're gonna make like like you've got to have the quips reloaded right or, or like preloaded you know what i mean like um as I an actor like, or character as a character like if i feel like if i was a trained assassin for the government being dropped into like bolivia um or something you know uh I would be I would have a like at least a small notebook like okay if I kill a guy near ice here's what I can say I love that you need a notebook like you can't remember well I think that's good like stand-up comedian practice because we've all had those moments where we're like well I'm definitely gonna remember this funny thing I thought of and then two hours later you're like shit shit for sure but but for me the adrenaline rush of like if I was if I was like taking out some sort of Terminator creature or like weird cyborg or something uh, in like a walk-in freezer like I wouldn't I would just leave I wouldn't go like cool out you know or like, right. or like just like, chill you'd be like thank fuck for that yeah like, yeah Damn. exactly exactly oh I thought yeah. you were the two I thought you were saying you were the robot I was like I don't think you'll need a notebook if you're the no robot. no like, I'm saying that if you it. if you're a trained assassin you have to you say something cool after the pocket. Yeah, you you gotta have them ready do you think also, you could employ writers to help or would that be a, like a sort of detection risk 
like a way of getting back to you. Like this person's put an advert on Craigslist asking for quip writers. We should write for murderous, murderous quip writers. Or someone just like gets the sense from the tone of the jokes who wrote them for the guy so they can <laughs> yeah, exactly. reverse engineer. Oh, I know who did this one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. like a Mitch Hedberg-y, uh By the way, it was Richter. It was Richter, not Cohagen. He didn't kill Cohagen with the arms. I just put the link in there. If you guys oh, okay. want to see the okay. Total Recall scene. Sure. See you at the party, Richter. No, but yeah, if like a foreign <laughs> government figured out that like Emo Phillips was writing for SEAL Team 6... You know, wow. it'd be like a, <laughs> yeah. a huge problem. It's like, why is everyone talking so high? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> what a weird cadence. Assassins stretching one arm over their head. Yes. <laughs> like, right. Just Grouchy. hang there for a while. <laughs> why the long face? Or why why is this uh why is this assassin so self deprecating? <laughs> he hates himself. <laughs> he's he's so weird, but also so good. Yes. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> he um, killed me while assembling a bassoon. <laughs> um, of, of course, uh, it's, this article says uh, lead author of the the journal uh, of the uh, of this paper, Brad Boyce, who's a material scientist at Sandia National Laboratories in Albuquerque. Brad said, Boyce. Of course, there are <laughs> there are lots of industries whose product engineers would love to translate this finding into intentional engineering approaches to create metals that automatically heal themselves in our structural applications. Self-healing mat- metals can be useful in a wide range of applications from airplane wings to automotive suspensions. Uh, scientists have previously assumed metals were incapable of repairing themselves, but the new discovery mm. made inadvertently by scientists studying nanometer-sized chunks of platinum and cocker Cocker? Oh. Did I say cocker? I did say cocker. You did. You know, you know, cocker, the metal. Yep. Cocker. <laughs> yep. Also, copper, which which ha- had a similar effect, overturns this conclusion. Uh, metals sustain fatigue damage from repeated stress or motion, creating growing webs of microscopic cracks that can lead to catastrophic failures of jet engines, bridges, and other vital structures. But not all materials break under repeated strain. Some modern polymers and even ancient Roman concrete have been shown to repair their microcracks over time. I didn't know that about concrete. Crazy. Um, in well, 2013, this is Roman concrete. So. Oh, oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. In a in a 2013, a team of researchers used computer models to show that metals may also be capable of performing the healing trick, but they were not able to study metals at the tiny scales necessary, so couldn't get any real-world evidence. So this this new study published in Nature. Uh, in, in it, scientists investigated how nano-sized metal pieces respond to repeated stress using a device called a transmission electron microscope. It av- applies an extremely small force equivalent to... How's this for a comparison point? For a, um, Equivalent to the stomping of a mosquito's leg in the form of 200 <laughs> tiny tugs to the metal every yes, second. Yes, that well-known measurement, yes. Yep, yep we all know that. We know, we, we've all felt that. mosquito's leg, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in... Two of the metals, copper and platinum, cracks appeared and grew throughout the metals, but then after 40 minutes, they fused themselves back together again, leaving no trace of the cracks. It, it, it relies in a, it, it lies in a, pro, the explanation lies in a process called cold welding. In a nutshell, says Boyce, the local conditions around the crack tip are such that the two crack flanks are compressed into one another. When they contact, the two flanks heal back together. Uh, mm. The process does not appear to happen all the time, but only in cases where the local conditions induce crack flank contact. <laughs> sure, <laughs> crack flank. <laughs> Even a crack flank contact. Crack, yeah, crack yeah. Sounds like a, a horrible contact. cover band. Yep, <laughs> it does. Yep. Or it's, it's cat uh, strap fever. Cherry pop and daddies. Right, right. Or it's like a ska, <laughs> ska, ska. Yeah. Crack flank contact. Throw back a bottle of beer. <laughs> Uh, this is crazy because also makes me realize I I know so little about material science and I was like wait a second yeah how what kind of bonds are the reason why you know welding works and and you know why the different I, I just at a molecular level I know so little about this I, so I actually I even... know this it's really? uh, yeah it's James Bond uh, Bond yeah. James Bond and you just Bond. have to say it a certain way. In that order, and then it works. Bond James Bond, the yes. incantation. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> sure. The, who, ha- who would have to have writers? You'd have to. Right. Yeah, get emo. Get emo back on the yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, you're committing way too many cool murders with way too many very specific devices. 
you know, like a, a pool cue or something. And I just wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have anything ready. No, a, a stick of gum that turns into dynamite. Right, but I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. Um, I wouldn't be like human being corner pocket. You know, like if I killed a guy with a pool cue, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here on account of the murder. <laughs> I just. Yeah. I want somebody, oh, I... to, someone should make a supercut of all these like one lineable action moments, but set them to like Stephen Wright one liners and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure our listeners are. Get on that, listeners. Get on it. Time and editing skills on your hands. Well, this is so a, this cold welding. So this this is only a com- when you combine platinum and copper in certain amounts, they can do this cold welding. In very specific situations, yeah. Very specific situations. I mean, that checks um, out to me that some stuff would just that heal. Yeah, that molecules would rebond like uh, in in close enough proximity. That that I mean, I uh, I buy I, that. There there's a bunch of good stories linked to in the sidebar from this. I know people are sending good stories as well, but now I'm distracted by. A bunch of stories on lifescience.com, including... See, again, this is this is movies lying to us. A piranhas swarm eight tourists at Brazilian resort, leaving them with bloody legs and feet. See, Ooh. I was led to believe that once piranhas swarm someone, they That's just it. dissolve into... Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're just suddenly there's just like a red mist in the water and you've gone. But apparently, no, it's just like, you know, you, you, you need like to bed do bugs, some first aid. but in water. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, and I you guess... also can't take them back in your luggage. <laughs> like, yeah. They're not gonna, like, oh shit, we've got to like double, we've got to boil wash our clothes now because they've got piranhas in them. Well, I mean, it it has the the story below that though has been a huge story this week, so we should talk about it. Um, the nematodes, yeah, Maybe we're all the, seeing different. I don't know. Well, the the resurrected the resurrected worm. Yeah. So this is this is in the frozen. That's, yeah, that's been all over the the uh yeah. the news and such let's do that this yeah let's do that story I'm, I'm pretty sure a couple of our listeners sent that in as well i was trying to find out who sent that in but i uh thank you in advance for that uh but yeah do you, do you want to start on that story sure so there was a nematode resurrected from the siberian permafrost um it lay dormant for forty six thousand years so uh, you know and I, i've seen a lot of horrible takes on this um a lot of people you know, linking photos from the thing um, when they're describing it. But an ancient nematode has lain dormant in fossilized squirrel burrow, in a fossilized squirrel burrow, since the squirrel, late... Squirrel burrow. Squirrel burrow. Squirrel burrow. <laughs> since the late... I uh, smoke squirrel burrows. Uh, since the late Pleistocene, uh, revealing that these worms can survive for tens of thousands of years, longer than thought. Um, so this is a microscopic worm survived in this uh, Siberian permafrost for a record-breaking 46,000 years. Tens of thousands of years longer than previously resurrected worms. So, you know, a short list, but uh, worth worth knowing. Uh, the ancient roundworm, or nematode, belongs to the newly described species <clears throat> Panagrolimus kalimensis. Panagrolimus... I almost, I almost ca- named my cat that. Uh, yep. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, yeah, it's already hacked, this name. It's Panagrolimus kalimensis. So researchers discovered it nestled inside a fossilized squirrel burrow that was extracted from permafrost near the Kalima River in the northeastern Arctic in 2002. Scientists uh, resuscitated the frozen nematode in 2018, but its age and species remained unclear. So now a study published Thursday, that's uh, July 27th, in the journal PLOS Genetics, um may have found answers to these questions. Survival in extreme environments for prolonged periods is a challenge that only a few organisms are capable of. Here, we show that a soil nematode suspended life for 46,000 years in the Siberian permafrost. Organisms such as nematodes and tardigrades can enter a dormant state. Um, That's a metabolic process known as cryptobiosis in response to being frozen or extremely dehydrated. Intermediary states known as cryobiosis and anhybrobiosis, uh, respectively. So that's being frozen is cryo and anhydro dehydrated. is yeah. dehydrated. Anhydro. Anhydro is dehydrated stasis. So in both uh, cases, the critters reduce their oxygen consumption and the amount of heat produced by metabolic processes to undetectable levels. The newly described nematode entered 
cryptobiosis in the late uh, Pleistocene. That's 2.6 million to 11,700 years ago, an epoch that included the last ice age. The permafrost that imprisoned this tiny creature had not thawed since then, meaning this is the longest recorded cryptobiosis in nematodes by tens of thousands of years. Damn. The former was frozen in moss for uh, 25 and a half years, and uh, later... And the latter was desiccated in a herbarium for 39 years. Those so are, the record went from 39, uh, 39 years, years to 46,000. 46,000. Yeah. That's a little... That's, quite a, that's, quite, that's, quite, that's one of those big, like, you know, it's going to take a while to break that Four-minute mile kind of Roger Bannister. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they, the researchers... Yeah, it turns out, like, the four-minute mile, which we thought was unbreakable, has now been beaten by a gun. A bullet from a gun <laughs> yeah. has beaten the four-minute mile. By- right. Right. By three minutes, 59 seconds, point right, five, right. five seconds. Uh, so these researchers analyzed the newly described nematodes' genes and compared them to those of the Kenorhabitus elangens roundworms. Uh, those are those are just the roundworms that everyone knows as the round, when you see some worms, right? Uh, that was the first multicellular organism to have its entire genome sequenced. So in the absence of established genetic methods to study the recently thawed worm, C. elegans provided a well-studied model organism for comparison. The analysis revealed several shared genes linked to cryptobiosis. Um, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm full of shit then about the... I thought, I thought it was the, elegan, the C. elegans roundworm is the roundworm everyone knows, but I could be... Uh, let's look this up. Wait, what... Which round, I don't know, what, but you mean like earthworms? Or what do you? Sorry, no, no, roundworms. They're they're about a millimeter long. Uh, um, I just like that these worms are into crypto. Yeah, I just finally. remember. I yes. just remember the worms that came out of my kitten's butt when I first got oh, yeah. so I don't know which worm that is, but that is yeah. definitely a thing. But I'm here for it. That you actually how long saw it, how long have they been in? How many thousands of years have they been in that oh. kitten? Though? So long. Um, were these the segmented, like where they, where it looks kind of like uh, quinoa, or were these? Yeah, like... no, no, they're like uh, oh, they were like rice, oh, and no. they're a little see-through. Oh, tapeworm, tapeworm situation. Is right? it tapeworm? I don't know. She had wor- We were just told worms, and because they come off in enough. those segments. Yeah, my my cats had those. Um, Good lord. Yeah, it was laying on my now husband's chest, and it. I was like, why is there rice oh. in oh. your on your chest hair? And he yeah. was like, what? And oh, I was God. like. Yeah. Oh my god! And then we looked at her butt, and there's just one little head, you know, one little guy sticking out. And I was Winking like, "Oh!" I was like, "Get rid of our cats right now!" I was oh. over them. I was like, "Get them out of the house." Uh, yeah, it's all the same. It's from one worm. The little oh. yeah, they're like segments are coming out of the butt. Oh, that's wonderful. Good. Offspring. Literally one worm will be the, all you have infecting you or parasiting you, whatever the verb of that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, there's there are multiple types of worms that can affect cats, but uh, roundworm looks like that'll come out like they'll puke it up, and it looks like very very small, like ramen noodles. Isn't you know, it like th- those are whole worms? Like it looks Isn't like thread, what? right? Like yeah, they're very thread. thin, yeah. very thin. But then tapeworm, it's normally they'll have they'll be infected with one worm um, because they like ate ate something that had the worm, whether it be like a bug or a rodent or whatever. Uh, but segments, the tapeworm is still alive in them until you treat it. But like little segments of it come out of its butt. So it just looks like rice. Yeah. Like I remember <laughs> there was like a fad going on where <clears throat> women were getting tapeworm, like a tapeworm in them. So they'd be skinny. Like, do you remember this fad? Yeah. I People feel like it was five or 10 tapeworm. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and like it was, and then they monitored the tape. It's like, are you guys fucking insane? Like, what is happening to us that we're gonna put a worm that, by the way, if you ever saw the full size of a tapeworm, like it yeah, never stops growing. It's brutal. Yeah, Ooh. and they. So, in other words, you're ten pounds of worm, but you look like you know you got sticks, toothpicks for arms and legs. That's basically because you get all bloated and like whatever. I don't know. Women yeah. are weird. Yeah, you guys should not uh, uh, give yourself tapeworm. Don't do it. Don't do and it. And also, if you did watch the thing, don't ever get a German Shepherd. Don't get a what? Wait, what happens with the German Shepherd? Oh, and 
if you guys saw the thing. Is it a husky? I thought it was yeah, it's a husky. shepherd. Nah, no. it's a husky. Oh, the thing is in the movie The Thing. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, never yeah, mind. Yeah. Don't ever get a husky. Yes, yeah. Well, and if you do get a husky, don't be a Norwegian person on a helicopter. And yeah, in the Antarctic. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. By the way, what did we think of the, uh, like, was it 2011 one with Mary Elizabeth? I loved Murray? it. I thought it was great. I yeah. wa- I think most people watched that accidentally, right? Because wasn't yeah. it? It would just it was just called the thing again, but it was like a prequel or something. Um, you think it's the same movie for the first like yes. two minutes? Agreed. I thought they just redid the first one. Yeah, um, I I thought it was all right. It was yeah, cool. I, the I, the, fi- the finishing shot wraps up with the opening shot of the. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Got to get that husky man. Got to do yeah. it. Man, I. I'm so mad. I thought it was a German Shepherd. Is that right? <laughs> if I had just said Husky. It's okay. I haven't anything, seen it in a while. Anything to get us to stop talking about worms coming out of cats' butts. Uh, yeah, I, I think well, this is the most that. disgusted I've been on our podcast. Well, really? if you, yeah. if just for the people who haven't seen it, basically the dog goes first. The dog gets it first, and it just starts coming out. It goes from uh, there. Like, eats him. Yeah. And the um, rules of that, I, I love that movie. It's obviously one of the all-time greats, but the rules of that movie are also kind of like all over the place as far as how quickly the thing can replicate eventually. You're like, wait, how, did it really go that fast that it could possibly be Wilford Brimley after like five minutes or whatever? Right. Yeah. Um, Still great, though. Well, you know what, what, can't, what, what can't evolve uh, quickly or at all past a certain point now? Dolphins you know- and orcas. Oh. And other aquatic mammals that oh. the chance of them ever evolving to live on land again are almost non-existent. A study has found they've passed the point of no return. This is the other story that was linked with the sidebar from this life science. Uh, I love, I love I that. Just... That's a thing. Like, guys, I could have looked at it and told you that. Like, why? <laughs> why are we studying stupid shit like this? Like, people are dying of stupid stuff. Like, you know that you, that are. I feel like it's more important. Well, we, well, I don't know. We just need to make sure that I, I, you know, is a, is a bottlenose dolphin gonna some point get you in yeah. your bedroom? You know, you just uh, need how, to know this stuff. How dumb would you feel, all right, Bethany, if we cured cancer and then everyone got attacked by dolphins? Mm-hmm. I, you know, would it, I feel like we'd all face. have the energy to run with a thing trying to stand on fins. I think we would be great. We'd be fine. Like, mm. how far would it get? You know what I mean? I can I do know that because I remember being surprised by this that aquatic mammals in the if you go back in the evolutionary cuz everything on land started off in the water, you know, the the first yeah. living things started in water and then things came out of the water and went on land. But aquatic mammals are animals that have evolved in the water, then gone on land and then gone back in the water. Yep, they fucked off and back in the water. Yeah. Their limbs what used to be their limbs have turned into things like fins and other swimming uh, extensions of their body. Well, what do they know that we don't know? Like, maybe it's better down there. I mean, it's quieter. Well, I think, yeah, I think that might be what the story is saying, that they've just, you know, they've cracked it. Um, But, so the the idea that... um, they they studied over fi- this study. Uh, they looked at over fifty six hundred mammal species to investigate this question of where, and they found that the move from land to water is likely irreversible. The idea that evolution is not reversible was first put forward by Belgian paleontologist Louis Dollo in the nineteenth century. This principle, known as Dollo's law, states that once a complex trait is lost in a lineage over time, it is unlikely to reappear in subsequent generations. So to test this idea in mammals, the researchers divided thousands of species into four categories. Fully terrestrial, um, those with some aquatic adaptations but that are still mobile on land, species with limited locomotion on land, and fully aquatic groups like whales. And they then examined the evolutionary relationships among species with branches indicating common ancestry. By comparing traits among these species, the researchers created models that estimated the probability of evolving specific traits... And they say one of the main points of our work was to include the entire gradient of adaptations from fully terrestrial to fully aquatic forms and test if these adaptations were irreversible, says Lee's study author Bruno Farina. The team found that there is a threshold between semi-aquatic and fully aquatic species, and once it's been passed, they're irreversible. Transitions to aquatic environments were associated with multiple changes, including an increased body mass that helped them retain heat in colder environments and a carnivorous diet to support their heightened metabolisms. 
which may, may make it difficult to compete against terrestrial life forms. So the chance of um, fully aquatic animals like whales and dolphins coming back on land are virtually zero. Glad they spent um, a lot of money on that. Yeah. That's important work. Oh, is that... Where's Who's the helicopter? Is that, oh, is that oh, the yeah. thing I, helicopter? It's mine. It's my helicopter, yes. <laughs> is I, it chasing I a husky? I wanted to make sure it was a husky. I wanted to okay. make sure it was a husky. <laughs> nice. You were right. You were right. <laughs> what a baller move, though, on Bethany's part to just helicopter out of the podcast. Just yeah. suddenly a ladder drops down and she just goes out of the recording. <laughs> yep. By the way, that was like a legit helicopter. That wasn't like a little, you know, NBC News. That was like full-on military was, was that like a by. chinook or something just like a massive beast yeah it was thing. like a black what do they call it black uh black hawk black hawk, black hawk. yeah that's what it was. um so but it, it does say um vera sharma who's a researcher in comparative genomics at the university of limerick who is not involved in the study says while dolo's law makes a regular appearance in macroevolutionary studies of this kind the authors have been able to debunk the myth that sea to land transitions are not entirely improbable uh he added that the paper focuses only on mammals, so future investigations could look at whether the same irreversibilities also hold in other tetrapod lineages. Um, uh, uh, tetrapod, like, four legs? Four foot, four leg, yeah, yeah. Four footed, yeah. Oh, so everything like a whale is, a, is from a tetrapod lineage? Oh, I did not know that. Crazy. Yes. But it's a one-way street. No unwailing a, a whale. No, a undolphining a dolphin. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. It, so it says, yeah, they evolved. Oh, this article a little bit further up says between 350 and 400 million years ago, the first fish crawled out of the water and onto land. These awkward vertebrates had the beginnings of limbs that allowed them to trundle around, and subsequent generations evolved to become the tetrapod species we see to get today. That's vertebrates with four limbs and distinct digits, which includes amphibians, reptiles, and mammals. While most mammals stayed on land, some starting around 250 million years ago, returned to the water, developing adaptations that allow them to take advantage of these habitats. Can I just and say something? Like, this is really weird to me. When, now, you know, I'm not Miss Science guy, obviously. I realize I said Miss and Guy in the same thing. Whatever. <laughs> obviously not science. Uh, but I often, like, really have a problem when they're saying there's these evolution things happening because we find fossils of things right and i have yet to find a fossil of like a half fish uh you know with little tiny legs growing like you don't oh they have they totally have yeah no they've got they've got like these um i mean there's always missing links but they are constantly finding midpoints and they're fi finding they're finding things that are like fish but with like a like the tiniest stump of a limb that would allow it to kind of shuffle on land Right, right. Um, but what I'm saying is we should fully be able to see the evolution of it. Like, let me give you, for instance, like the fact that that science says we come from apes. Right. So why don't we find the bones? Because we find a shit. We find dinosaur bones. Right. So why are not we finding the bones of the Neanderthal in its level at its le like every level? We, we don't find any of that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We Maybe have so much of it, and and we don't come what? from Neanderthals. They were a different well, species I, altogether. I guess what I mean is, well, well, okay, so maybe I haven't seen it. I then I guess I haven't seen it. I, I don't. We found all the bones of the common ancestors. I mean, Neanderthal and all of those like different sapien species. Uh, we've we've totally found those, but then they. You know they go extinct. Like we we are a unique species. We weren't we weren't prior. I think it would be a, a mistake to think of us as like prior something else. It was you know we are Homo sapiens. Um, yeah, that's what I'm and, saying. And but they're saying also that just we to, come from apes as well. Well, also just to be clear, because I think I think sometimes it gets confused. It's just <laughs> like modern apes and humans both both like we don't come from what is now a modern ape modern apes right. and humans both come from uh a shared ancestor which looked a bit like both of them but also both of us but also not like either of us um i put, i just put a link in there there's like the wikipedia link of all the different sort of various hominid fossils that have been discovered and some of them are just you know jaw bones or teeth and some of them are f more full fossils but yeah there's a lot of um 
Yeah, I think, and I think we still don't know the amount of species, the amount of hominid-like species. Um, you know, we'll probably keep finding them. Yeah, and there's yeah, they they were. I mean, certainly, and learning more stuff in the process. But yeah, there are a bunch of there's this other Wikipedia link that I'm putting up as well has halfway down the article famous missing links in human evolution that have been discovered so there's neanderthal uh java man which is homo erectus then piltdown man which was a hoax uh so that that um nebraska man um town child um heidelberg man which was probably ancestral to homo sapiens and homo neanderthalis uh homo habilis Habilis. yeah habilis is one of those ones like there's a bunch of um they're they're called archaic humans, right? Sort of the pre-Homo sapien humanoid species, yeah. and there's so many extinct species of those. There's um, there's Lucy, Lucy which uh, is where's I can't remember which museum is she's now displayed in, but she was because um, I'm sure I saw her on a oh it was it was okay it did a U.S. tour an exhibition tour. Um, the real question is, did did Neanderthals and Homo sapiens bang? Because people are back and forth on that, you know? Was there was there sex going on? I still don't think there's a firm answer on why Neanderthals Look, went, went there, extinct. there are humans trying to, to not trying, there are humans boning goats. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, of yeah. course they both, if they were together, they right. both. Yeah, yeah, I think well, I guess that's a fair point. The boning is successful, but the... Right, the that, oh, I thought that's all we were asking, it's just about bonings. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 I think yeah. that's a better question. Yeah, did they successfully reproduce together? Because sure. definitely, like humans, bones like holes in trees and right. uh, <laughs> pie, pie. Sure, right. sure. By the way, uh, I'm looking up the Wikipedia on Lucy because I I had a picture in my head of I was like, oh yeah, Lucy's a famous one, Australopithic, Australopithecus afarensis. But then I go to the Wikipedia and I'm like, oh wait, this is not what I thought. This is a very incomplete skeleton. I thought Lucy was like a pretty. I thought it was famous because it was pretty complete. Like there was a skull that was. Uh, relatively intact but um i just put the link there did you guys also have that impression like why is lucy this thing i've heard of so much when it's like a very partial i think it was just a massive find yeah uh but yeah before i saw lucy i assumed it was a more complete specimen i guess for me i i need to i I need to see it and i i feel like wikipedia is not where i want to go i don't i don't (laughs) find like wikipedia being the most trustworthy of places to go but I also like you were saying with Lucy because I, I, I remember going not lately this was like years and years ago I remember going on like a whole search was like oh this is so interesting and blah blah and I just remember in my research and I would go to like the Natural Museum in Chicago and all that and like we don't have what we think we have like like I just remember, unless something happened in the last like 10, 15 years that I, I don't know about, but I remember going on this. What do you mean? Of, what we think we have? Uh, as far as or like, we don't, the, we don't have what we like, think full, we have. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I just know that, by the way, obviously just my opinion and I'm not a scientist. No, of course. No, but, I was just confused by that. No, no, no. There's no, there's no pushback there. I was just confused by, we don't have what we think we have. Oh, right. So like, I think, how do I say it? Okay. So. So, like, a cat dies, right? And the whole cat is in the ground. Like, you pick, right. you, you see the skeleton, you got the whole thing. You're like, this is a cat, for sure. And then we find these other bones, which, by the way, they mess up on all the time. Where they're like, oh, this goes for this. And then they find right. out, like, oh, sorry, no, it's a whale or whatever. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. But I also think that there's a lot going on that we put like when you do a puzzle and and you know it gives you one clue and you think it's going to go one way and then you find out later as you find more stuff that it goes a completely different way sure so and that's just science right we keep on evolving we keep on figuring things out and and so i think in our idea of it when they're like and lucy's a perfect example oh, we think it's a full being. We think they found, like, the entire thing or, or most of it or whatnot. And it never ends up being that. But again, never ends up, I guess, in my eyes. I'm sure there are some. But, like, even dinosaurs, right? We don't have all of it. They, like, manufacture the rest of it. 
if well, you, they, you know, they certainly yeah they certainly have to make guesses from what they have and some some guesses are and also you know you hope to find more and more yeah and then those samples are that will and support it and blah 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 yeah, yeah and there are definitely you know there are changes that that occur in like things like um you know the fact that the feathers on dinosaurs being a perfect example where we now know most di- dinosaurs had feathers and but for years we were drawing them without them because that's uh so all those pictures are right. wrong probably yeah but but we definitely do have pieces oh. that can be oh here Sorry, it comes again he's right back he is looking for no somebody problem. No problem. i don't know who's, but, who's visiting uh studio city right now but it's somebody real important I think Bethany, I, I, you might have just gotten too close to the truth here. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> too close to the truth. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. No, I think a, a lot of a lot of the issue is is there's so little to find, which sucks. Like, right? Because bones don't last. So if you're not lucky enough to ha- have the right well, conditions well, for fossil, fossiliza- fossilization, fossilization is a rare. It's an extremely rare thing uh, for for a skeleton to go through. But then when we're talking about things like archaic humans, some of these species probably maxed out at like 5,000 alive at any given time. You know, these these were not like we keep applying our like homo sapiens just took the fuck over, like exploded. And even that took a long time. So it's like there weren't that many Neanderthals to begin with. Um you know, and it was it was an unsuccessful species. So, yeah, you just get these little sort of clues and try to put together the most you can. Like, um, but no, that stuff's always changing. But I, I, I guess my only pushback is we definitely have enough info to prove the premise of our evolution. Um, but like, you know, did they have weird kneecaps or not? Yeah, obviously that stuff's always going to be changing. Um, yeah, but, and what and where exactly do they fit in the lineage and and like in the family tree and where you know? Yeah, but exactly I, I think there's like so it. much more to learn. Like, of course, so yeah. much more to learn. Um, nah, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here I, I first, folks. Yeah, I think we are we are done on the main episode, just time wise of the podcast. But we'll we'll save an extra story for the Patreon patrons. But uh, but Bethany. Where can our listeners find you and see the things you've done? And I love it. I love that we're like, here, here I go. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is like real or not. You're like, and we're done with Bethany. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I don't think that's. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It just was perfect timing. We're done with the helicopters. We're done with like the. No, I'm kidding. No, we're doing a bonus episode with you. Which, by the way, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Patreon, you can find a link in the show notes and for. Five bucks a month to get some bonus episodes with us. Yeah, it's not a full length episode, Bethany. Don't worry. You're gonna yeah. go out and have yourself a lovely evening. It's uh we, yeah, we I'm always go look for some fossils. Yeah, no, we always do a bonus for our Patreon patrons. And um if you're out there and you're not Patreon, you know, you should you should think about it. Yeah, so thought. where you can Yeah, where you can find me is uh my name is almost every handle. So Bethany Dwyer, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y-D-W-Y-E-R. My last name is the bane of my existence. No one can say it and no one can spell it, but it's D-W-Y-E-R. Wait, what do they t- What ahead. do they think it is? Oh God, D- it's dire, dryer, oh. Dwyer. Like I don't understand why people can't put the DW together and go Dwa. I don't <laughs> I have no idea. And then people Never think three consonants together. D W Y. Like they yeah. only know Y as I, I don't know. I, I don't get it, but it, hmm. it has been quite difficult. I almost wanted to spell my name wrong yep. on a TikTok. Quite, see quite difficult. Right? Even it is it's very so easy. It's just like Mark Mark McDwyer, you know, like the famous baseball player. Right, because everybody loves baseball. <laughs> no, okay, right. he's McGuire. That's being stupid. It's McGuire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. um but yeah, you can find me on that. And then uh, my on um, my horror film, Grandpa the Horror, you can find on YouTube or on Venmo. Oh, it's on. Okay, I'll watch it on YouTube. Wait, right hang after on. Wait, this. wait, wait, wait. Do you mean Venmo or do you mean... Oh, I'm sorry. Vimeo. Jeez. Oh, yeah. or, or just send me money. That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. send me money. <laughs> find Bethany on Venmo and send her money and then she'll send you a link to the film. Yes, if you're lucky. Otherwise, I'll just stop the money part. 
<laughs> Wait, yeah. is the whole thing, I just did a quick Google for it. I, I'm seeing a trailer for it, but is there is the whole thing on YouTube or not? Yes. So there's a trailer and then there's also the full thing. If you go under my YouTube, which is my name, you'll, okay. you can find stand up there and you can also find the horror should be on there. Great. I get it. I see it, I see it right there. 15 it. minutes and six seconds long. That's it. I got it. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes so our listeners can just click straight on it. And also, if you go to probablyscience.com, that's where we put all our links up there to the stories we cover and the stuff we talk about. Uh, it's also where our Patreon and PayPal links are. Thank you very much, everyone who helps keep the show going through those. And also... Um, you can find us on Twitter at Probably Science, individually at Jesse Case, at Andy T. Wood, and at Matt Kirshen. ProbablyScience at gmail.com is the email address for any questions, comments, clarifications, stories you would like us to cover, uh, and anything else you want to send us. Uh, you know, it's up to you. Free choice. But, uh, Bethany, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Find thank Bethany. You. Thank you so much and for having me. And listeners, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.